It's the bonus episode. Yes, who doesn't love getting a bonus? We have been talking about planning, but I know the number one question that you are asking me is, how in the world am I supposed to find this time to do all this planning that you're talking about, Inga? My schedule's already packed. My life is already chaotic. I've got a whole bunch of things to do. I gotta buy the curriculum. I have to set up the space. I've gotta close on my year. I've gotta start my year. I've got all these other things and just setting aside some time for planning seems overwhelming. And I believe you, Inga, it's necessary, but I just don't even know how I'm supposed to do this because I already feel guilty when I take time away from my kids and how am I supposed to find some uninterrupted time where they're not constantly bombarding my time and my schedule and asking me for things. And by the way, it's a break time right now for me, Inga. So they're not doing anything structured. They're just constantly expecting me to do it. I'm supposed to plan the schedule and do all the things and then find some time for planning for the next year. So I hear you. You're saying, Inga, do you have any tricks? Do you have any hacks for squeezing this in? Because if you don't give me that, I'm not gonna be able to get this done. Listen, I got you, friend. I'm here to help you. This is the bonus episode to give you some tips. Before we even start, it isn't gonna be easy, but I'm gonna give you some tips and some tricks and some strategies for being able to make this planning time productive and to be able to carve out that time to really focus on it. If that sounds like something that you need, if you've been asking those questions but you didn't want to tell me, then join me because this is the bonus episode for you. Hey homeschool mom, are you feeling a little stressed out? Are you tired? Are you downright exhausted from trying to do all the things? Are you feeling overwhelmed by everything you think you should be doing? Or are you afraid that you're just not doing enough? Well, I want you to know two things. Number one, you are not alone. Trust me, we all have these feelings. And number two, you're in the right place. I'm Inga Masick and this is the Catch Your Breath Podcast. Here, we'll talk about the fears and the emotions that we usually keep to ourselves. And you're going to get some practical strategies to reduce your stress and to make your journey a little easier so you can walk in the freedom and the joy of homeschooling. So whether you need a moment to laugh, a moment to cry, a moment to yourself, or something in between, I pray that you will take this moment to catch your breath. Ready? Set? breathe. Welcome to this special bonus episode of Catch Your Breath. Can we all just breathe together? I want you to be able to catch your breath in the middle of this planning season and these planning episodes that we've been walking through because I know that it can feel overwhelming. Trust me, I know. I want you to know that I hear you. I appreciate more than anything when you guys jump into the community and let me know what questions you have. And when you send me direct messages, um, as you can see, I'm listening, I'm there. It's a small group right now, but I always wanna be able to be available for you so you can feel like you can get that help. And by the way, if you are not a member of the Facebook group, it's called the Empower Homeschool Mom, you gotta join. You gotta be there so that you can hear the questions, so you can add your questions, so you can be able to get the help that you need. And a lot of times if you put a question or you send it to me, a direct message, and I'm, I think, you know what, I'm sure many other moms have that question, then I'll do a podcast episode on that. So 
Isn't that exciting to know that you're going to get those answers? And I'll take that time to really streamline that. So before we jump into this bonus episode, I've got to know. You already know what I'm going to ask if you listen to this this podcast more than one time. How are you doing? First of all, I want you to know the reason why I ask that question. I'm reading a book right now and I actually cannot remember the name of it right off the top. It's something about stress management, of course. And it just talks about making sure that we're focusing on the underlying reasons and things that are stressing us out. And one of the key things that I 1000% believe, and which is really why this podcast started, is that we can't focus on what we're doing until we focus on how we're doing. Let me say that again. We can't focus on what we're doing until we focus on how we're doing. And so it's important to me in every episode, in every encounter with a homeschool mom that I'm really focusing on how are you doing? How are you doing through this journey? Because you have taken on such an immensely important aspect of your child's education. And this is key. And so that can feel weighted and it's okay if it does. That's normal. But I need you to know that it's important that you focus on how you're doing through this journey. And yes, I'm asking this question to you and you're thinking, Inga, you can't see me. I can't answer. But you can answer. You can come into the community. You can let me know. You can leave a review and say, you know what? This is how I was doing when I listened to the episode. Because I want you to know that, yeah, we may not have met, but I care about how you're doing on this. Because I know that as more and more of us make sure that we need, we have what we need to do this well, then we become empowered. And what do you? What do we know? Empowered people, empowered people. And so as we continue to really understand how to do this well, we then become more confident in doing it and then we can help more and more moms and families be able to do this well. And that's what we're looking for. We're looking for that community of people who can say, you've got this and I've gone through this. And so, yeah, I can go on this long tangent, but I want you to know that I asked that question because I care. And even though I can't hear that answer, I want you to take a moment and ask yourself, how am I doing? So when I ask that, please take a moment and say, how am I doing? Pause me if you need to and check in with yourself. And, and then when you ask yourself how you're doing, next question is, what do I need? If I'm not doing well right now, what do I need to be able to get better? What am I feeling? Um, the, the book that I'm reading is really about recognizing those emotions and those feelings and not trying to put them away, but to do some investigation to figure out, well, how am I feeling? What is going on with me? Ask that question, take that moment, see how you're doing, and then check in with yourself, get yourself together, take a deep breath, and let's do this. All right, so we are talking in this episode some very practical ways to help you to carve out the time for planning. And I hope that this is going to be helpful. Now, obviously, we all have different situations. Um, We all have a unique situation, which is why homeschooling is so key in being able to address it in that way because we're not going to all approach it in the same way. And so some of these, you're going to say they don't, they aren't relevant to your situation and you can't help, but I'm hoping that you're, it sparks some ideas for you to figure out how to carve out that planning time. I love to always kind of go through what I'm going to talk about so you can have a sense of what's down the pike and what's coming, the teacher in me. And so we're going to talk about four things that are going to help you to 
carve out that time to be able to think about it differently. And the first one we're going to talk about is break times. How we can we find some break times? Really embracing that as the opportunity to plan. Then we're going to talk about community because this is key. We don't want to try to do this on our own. And this is sometimes... As I'm talking about these things, certain things are more challenging for you than other people. But for me, a lot of times, this is the part, the power of community. I don't utilize my community well enough. And now that I am starting to cultivate a community in our in a place that we are kind of now in, I see that I've got some work to do on how do I cultivate that. But we're going to talk about utilizing that. And we're going to learn it together. We're going to be able to approach this together and make it work. Then we're going to talk about some creative alternatives because we've got to get creative. You know, when we talk about creativity, sometimes we think of artists in terms of singing and artists in terms of, you know, drawing and artwork and stuff like that. And so we automatically can say, I'm not creative. But sometimes if you just push your brain to think outside of the box, you would really surprise yourself. And then we're going to talk about what I think is important in all of this. All of it's important, but this is key that self-care part. So we're going to put that together with the time management and hopefully come up with some strategies that's really going to be able to help you. More more than anything, I want you to be able to leave this with some encouragement that you can get it done and then let it spark. And you have your notebook, you're writing it down, take some time to do my favorite thing, reflect on this. After you've listened, after you've gotten your notes, go back, reflect on this and see what really uh, pops out for you. So first thing we're going to talk about is those break times. Now, if you're on a break time, this is one of the key parts that you can really use for your planning time. I don't mean to use every single one of your breaks to plan, but I want you to be able to obviously get some time for self-care and some time for relaxation. So I don't necessarily mean that. But when we have a break time, a lot of times that can afford us the opportunity to have some focused planning time that's longer than just your weekly planning time. And this is the planning time where I'm talking about really thinking about long-term planning. And so you're thinking about your full school year or a full semester. You're just spending that time and we're not going to go into that in this episode, but that's all that stuff we've been talking about when we're talking about our yearly planning and all of that. That's what we're talking about. Taking that time to go through that process that we've just done in um, the last episode where we're looking at our vision and our goals and like all of those things, this is the planning I'm talking about. You need that time. And then when we get into that weekly planning time, then yes, you want to set aside some time. Some Most people like to do it on a Sunday, but please recognize that it is your prerogative as Bobby Brown would say, it's my prerogative. Hey, you get to do what you want to do. So if Sunday nights doesn't work for you, don't do it on Sunday nights. Don't feel like you have to because everybody else is doing it on Sunday nights. If you prefer to do it on a Monday, if you prefer to do it on a Friday, whatever on a Saturday, whatever it is, choose that. But try to make it something that's a um, regular routine so that you plan for it. You know that you have everything that you need and you set that up and then do it. That is also what I mean for that break time. If in your mind you know that you always do kind of that bigger long-term planning in the summer, then plan for that. Or if it's a winter thing, however it is, just set aside that time. Because when you do that, you can be really intentional, and we're going to talk about that in the time management time, about how you use that time because you know that you've carved out for that. Now, when we talk about the break times, it's harder sometimes to do it because usually when your children are 
in school or during that school year, they've got some structure. And so you, you know this is what they're doing, this is how they're doing, and you plan that that way. But it may be challenging on the break time because now they've got free time. So depending on what your budget allows, depending on what is around camp, some sort of day camp, some sort of activity, or something where preferably you can drop them off would be ideal. Now, don't turn this off if you're like, that doesn't happen. I'm not listening. She doesn't understand because I have gone through years, years in my homeschool and with my children where there was nowhere that I could drop them off. Um, financially, we just weren't able to or we were in a new space. So I get it. I understand. This is for if you can. So I want you to, if you can, if you know that that's something that you can do, look into it. See if there's a place where you can even just do a lot of, of day camps are by week. Or I remember there was a season for me where, as I said, I really didn't have an opportunity to do any sort of drop-off camps. However, one one or two years, I, I, I know it wasn't more than three years, I honestly did VBS hopping. I know. But I did, and that for me was where I found all of the VBSs within reasonable driving distance that were different weeks, and it was only about two or three hours, but that was the time that I used, like boom, 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 boom. And what was interesting is I sometimes would still have a younger kid, but I would could at least plan for that child and then plan to have um, that, uh, what I want to say, that time that was just focused on that. Or then my oldest, you know, kind of uh, grew out, outgrew that. And then, so I had an older one and I was still just plan something for him. But that's one of those things. Just think about how you can do that. Look for those affordable options if they have it. Listen, trust me, I know there are not a lot of affordable options anymore. It's, it's college tuition per week. But look for that. See if there are some things you can do, even if it's three days, however long it is, that you can find to be able to put them in. Now we're gonna talk about when we get to that time management, making sure that you're using that time effectively because you don't wanna pay that money, put the child somewhere, and then you're not able to do it. If you can't find a day camp or something, see if there is a babysitter or someone that you can hire, a mother's helper, mother's helper even, who can come in and watch the children for three, four hours for a week. And I would say you, you need more than one day. Trying to put it all into one day and say, like, I'm going to go a full eight hours and I'm just not going to stop is going to be challenging, especially when we're talking about the planning process that we've talked about. So I think you really do need at least the least amount of time that you need three days. And I'd say if you can push it, you might even need a whole week, depending on how many hours per day. It's your prerogative how you do it, but that is my suggestion that you kind of set that aside. Another option you want to think about is community recognize and utilize the power of your community, which is why we don't ever want to try to do this alone. Not because we're using people, not because that's the only reason, but as we talked about, and I'll continue to talk about having a community of moms who are in this journey with you. And we talk about kind of where they are in the journey. I'll do an episode on that, but I want to make sure that you recognize that you need community. And one of the ways in which you can utilize your community is in swapping maybe babysitting services with another mom. And so I don't even know if we still call it babysitting, but for lack of a better term, babysitting, where maybe you plan something at your house and she can drop all of her kids off and then you have some time by yourself to be able to 
to do the planning and you're taking either, you know, this is your, my week and drop your kids every day for three hours and um, I'm going to take care of them. You spend some time planning or, you know, you, I mean, and then the next week you say, all right, so then that's your week or however you want to do it. Or you do, I'll do three hours in the morning. You do three hours in the afternoon. Get creative about it. Talk to, talk to the homeschool moms and figure out what works best for you. If that's not an option for you, maybe you can't swap babysitting services, but maybe you can swap some other talent that you have. If she needs something, you're like, I can do this for you if you would give me this babysitting. And I won't go through the list of that, but you know there are things in your life possibly that you know that you do really well and you could offer somebody that if they could offer you the thing that you need. And so you want to think through that and come up with just being creative, just thinking outside of the box. What can I offer somebody in my community? Now, as you're doing that, it can be the mom that you're doing it with, or the mom might have a teenager who's looking to be able to do that. So any of those things can be options. Think about that, reflect on that, sit with that and see, can you make that happen? Is that something you just have not thought about? Even when you're thinking about um, that community, it could be that a group of moms say, all right, we're going to watch the kids at a park for this amount of time. This other group of moms, you guys come and we'll do this. Or we're going to set it up at a coffee shop. Like I, <laughs> I haven't said this, but listen, one of the things that's hard for me leaving the house when it's time for planning. And I'm just going to be totally honest with you because I used to do this a lot in the past where I um, had some time that I would go away. But what was challenging for me around that was that I felt like I'd have to pack up all of my stuff and take it away. So yeah, I could take my laptop, I could take some planning books, but I need to have my materials. I have a bookshelf that has a ton of books and I love to be able to just kind of go back to that, look at my student, my students, <laughs> look at my children's portfolio, look at um, things that we had at the house. It just, I like to do it at my house, that's my preference. But you may be able to take your stuff up and go over another mom's house. I've thought for years, I would love to have planning parties. But every time I start to think about doing it, I'm like, but I know for me, I like to be at home with all my stuff. So I don't know if that's what a mom would like to do. And for me, honestly, I have to do a lot of planning on my own because my brain goes all the different places. So I think there's certain parts you can do on your own. There's certain parts you can do with other people. But listen, we're talking about truly thinking about making this your planning season, your planning sessions. So if you do better with my other moms, then that's what you need to do. Find that, know that about yourself and decide if you need that support. My most important thing that I want you to think about when you're doing that is to make sure you're using that time effectively. So if that's what you're doing where you're going to have other moms, then this is not your social hour. You may have some time for social, but really plan that like, okay, so we're getting together for four hours. We're going to plan for three. We'll have some social for an hour or whatever it is. I, know, I digress, but I just want you to think outside of the box. In terms of thinking outside of the box, another thing you want to think about is what are those creative alternatives that you can do? And so we talked about your community of homeschooling moms, but what about your community of your family? How can family members help out? Can you have your husband take the kids somewhere for an hour 
uh, or two hours, whatever it is, can you say, I need to plan for the next, it's the summer break and I'm going to be planning every Thursday. I've set aside that time for that. Can you take them somewhere for three or four hours every Thursday? Can you, can grandparents come over? Can you drop them over grandparents' house? How can you navigate that? Do you have an, an older teen child that you can say, listen, I'm going to pay you for this amount of time, take them to the park, whatever it is, think outside the box. If that cannot happen and you're like, I don't have anybody else, I'm in a place where it's just me, my kids, my family, then how can you really engage your children? How can you give them a project to work on? How can you sit them down and say, this is the time that mommy needs and I've got to focus on it for this amount of time. This is what you guys are going to do. I'm not a huge proponent of just screen time, but you can allow maybe an hour of screen time. So if you're able to do this project, it could be used as a part of the planning or it can be used as a reward that will each have some time to chill out and play on, get on our screens. And even for you, you know, to watch TV or whatever it is, once I can get through this time. So each day that I have three hours, we'll have an hour or we'll have 45 minutes or whatever it is. Once again, I'm not telling you that you have to do that. That might be an option for you. It can even be some sort of educational app that they're doing or something that gives them if you give me this time, then we get to do this thing together. So it, it doesn't have to be an, an app. It doesn't have to be something they're doing on their own. It can be, hey, mommy needs these three hours. I need you guys to do something in your room or create a plan. Have them create a plan for themselves about what they will do for the three hours. Are there projects they want to work on? If they're younger kids, this is harder. Absolutely, it is. So there might be a movie that they're watching for those two hours. I know, I said it. As I said before, this is not something I'm telling you to do. This is just thinking outside of the box. How can you make this happen? Because prioritizing this planning time is key. So you have to be intentional about how can you create and carve out the time for this. And chances are it is not going to happen unless you intentionally make it happen. When you're thinking about uh, involving the family, telling the family, all of that. One of the key things to do is make sure you're very clear about what you need the time for. I need to, I need to plan as age appropriate because obviously the younger kids aren't going to care. And then being able to set the boundaries and communicating your needs specifically with your husband, specifically with you know grandparents or whomever it is to say, this is what I need this for. And finally, as you are carving out this time, you've just gone through all of this work to make sure that you have a set aside time. You want to be really intentional about that time. Set your priorities, block out what you're planning to do. Know going in how much time you're going to have and then determine what are you going to do in that time. When we think about, go back to the episode right before this about your process and think about when are you going to do each of those pieces because you may not be able to do them all sitting down in one session. And so you want to say, all right, today I'm going to focus on really getting clear about my vision, determining my why and my what, writing that down, knowing that piece of it, and then going to the next thing and then going to the next thing and saying like, this is how long I am going to be able to spend on this. And then once again, go back and reflect. If you thought you were going to be able to work on three sections in this block time and it didn't, you didn't get to all of that. You want to think about what were the things that didn't work? Why didn't it work? And be very clear with yourself about, okay, am I trying to do too much? And will I need more time? Because after that first time, you're going to be able to see, okay, I spent a lot of time. And if you feel like you sit to do it and before you know it, all the time is gone, be honest with yourself. Listen, I know it happens to me 
all of the time where I think I'm going to be able to do all these things and then I don't and I'm frustrated and then at the end of the day when I'm looking at it because for some reason that's when my brain brings up all the stuff it's at the end of the day and then I'm starting to look at it I'm like well what did I do today and then when I ask the questions like oh yeah I got up I was looking for that highlighter that I love and then I went to the highlighter drawer and I realized that the highlighters were not in there there's only one and I was like where these kids put the highlighter and then I go on a hunt for the highlighter and then as I'm searching for the highlighter my kids room I'm like oh my goodness this is a mess why are these books in here and then I take the books out and then I go to put the books on the shelf and I'm like, at this mess and before you know it I started to do that and it's like <laughs> there's a reel that has that it's like you start at all these different places and then you you each place you go there's a different task that comes up and before you know it their time's up and you're like what did I do nothing I don't know about you but that has happened to me more on more than one occasion but if I reflect on that and say okay so that's what happened. Now I need to make a different uh, plan for tomorrow. So, okay, the highlighter tripped me up and that's a small thing, but you might say, all right, let me make sure I have the highlighters. Let me prep. Let me think about what didn't go well and how can I prep so that it can be different for the next day? Or did I get so bogged down and stressed out and overwhelmed with all this stuff that I just gave up? You got to think about that. Or did I think that I could involve Google in helping me, but before you know it, I've spent three or four hours just searching on Google. And that happens too. <laughs> so you want to reflect on that, think about that, and then make sure that you spend some time doing some troubleshooting so that it doesn't happen. Create that daily or the weekly or the time block schedule of what are all the things that you need to plan for, how much time do you have, and then where are you going to plug that stuff in. I'm going to tell you that I'm still working through really getting much more organized because I always have 50,000 things in my head. And so I am looking for the organizational gurus who really understand because I've gone through so many programs that I'm like, I have to find the person who gets me and that has a really systemized way of doing things. I think I found somebody, but I want to wait and then let you know if I, if it's worked, but just to be able to give a program and a system and a plan that I can follow through and I can do. There's certain things that I, I know I've got and I'm able to do that, but then there's other things and like quieting my brain to be able to put all of the stuff. I'm still working through that. Can I just be transparent? That's the truth. That's the truth. All right. So I'm still working through that. And so, so hopefully that will give you some peace to know that you can be a work in progress and still be effective and get some stuff done. And then finally, most important, self-care. Self-care during this time. It's a lot, I know. When you're planning your child's education, when you're looking at all this stuff, this is a lot of work strategies, implementation, the whole nine. Take care of yourself. After you've had that time for the day, that block or whatever it is, determine what you're going to do. And I would say determine it before as you're thinking about the planning, I'm going to do all this stuff and then I'm going to give myself this uh, reward, for lack of a better word, whatever it is. This, is. this is what I'm going to be able to do for myself to fill my cup back up because you will pour a lot of time and energy into this. And so for me, I like to work in chunks and I do, because I read a book a long time ago, 90 minutes is the thing. So I like to do 90 minutes and then something. I have to be really careful about what that something is because uh, I know for me, 
I'll, if, if it's social media or if it's something on TV or something like that, a, a movie break or whatever it is, I can end up not wanting to go back in. So it's got to be something that still allows my brain to continue working. So it might be coming out and getting a snack. It might be sitting on the porch for a second. I don't necessarily always do calling somebody because that, that phone call can last a long time. But if that's your thing, you know that's what your thing is. Determine what your thing is. Create that thing because you want to make sure that this time feels like something that is effective. You want it to be effective. You want it to feel effective so that you can continue to do it. And so you can see the value in it. Homeschool planning can be a lot. And I want to say that it doesn't have to be overwhelming, but I also want to say that if it feels overwhelming, that's normal. That's okay. Own those feelings and then be a detective and ask why that's why reflecting that for journaling is so important because it can help you to answer the questions why does it feel so overwhelming to me and then when you can think about why now you can attach some solutions to that one of the things i want to remind you is that this time and this effort that you're putting in to planning is going to pay off because you're going to see how it really supports and helps you throughout the school year and so think about putting in this work right now, think about really looking at creative measures and ways and really being strategic about how you choose this time, strategic and intentional, huge words in homeschooling, but necessary words. Think about that. And when you can carve out that valuable time for planning, know that it's going to, you're going to have a payoff because you're going to have a smoother homeschooling experience through the years and just throughout the whole thing. I really hope that these tips have empowered and encouraged you. And I hope that you remember that you deserve this time to really to invest in your child's education and really your own sanity. You're doing this for all of those things. And as you continue to see the benefit and see how it plays out and troubleshoot, and let me leave you with this, it's not going to be perfect this time. If this is your first time really having that focus time, there's going to be some trip ups. There's going to be some things you're going to like, oh, that didn't work out. You're going to have to make some adjustments. But as you continue to build on that, you're going to see the value in taking that time to do this. I want to thank you for really joining me in this special bonus episode. I know it's a lot of information, probably like drinking from a fire hose, but I hope that it sparked some creativity in your mind, spark some ideas. You're really starting to think about it. You're thinking about who can I reach out to? What can I do? Where can I find that time? And that will really benefit you. If this was helpful, share this with another homeschooling mom, please, who needs that encouragement, needs that empowerment for herself. And then don't forget to tune in to all the regular episodes that we have for your insights and the support and all of those things around managing your stress. But most importantly, remember to take the time to catch your breath. Thank you so much for joining me today on Catch Your Breath. I hope that this episode is giving you some practical tips and encouragement to help you to catch your breath and know that you can manage stress. You can have balance in your homeschool journey and you don't have to do this all alone. So, uh, <laughs> well... That's my cue. But if you've enjoyed today's episode, would you consider leaving a review and subscribing to the podcast? Your feedback and support really mean the world to me. And if you haven't already, join my free 
group, Empowered Homeschool Mom, to find out and be able to truly enjoy this homeschool journey. You'll be connecting with other like-minded moms, and you get to share your wins and your struggles and receive exclusive content from me. So remember, leave a review, share with someone, and just let me know that this was helpful. Until next time, remember to breathe.